Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, right, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. I'm going to do a follow-up of the first part of this series where I talked about homeowner errors. And this one I'm going to focus on over by the pump and timer errors and things to look out for when you show up at a customer's account doing the pool service. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And here's one I think you're going to run into a lot out there. And that is a customer that just can't stop adjusting his pool pump runtime down. Now, with the Inamatic Timer, it's really easy to notice when they do this. And a lot of times, they're going to botch it, and they're going to sometimes put the on-off trippers in the wrong spot. So, for instance, if they wanted to, like, cut the runtime down from 8 hours to 4 hours, they'll unscrew the trippers, and then a lot of times I've seen them reverse it. And so instead of having the pool run for 4 hours, it's running for 16 hours. That's a common thing. Another thing is that they'll put the on-off tripper on a little bit loose, and then you'll get to the pool, you open up the timer, and you're going to see both trippers right next to each other because they kind of slid together. So the pool's only running for like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever it takes to get from one tripper to the other because they didn't put it on correctly. So always check to make sure that the on-off trippers are on there tight because sometimes the homeowner will mess with it and not tighten it back up. And then you're going to see it move. And that's a problem because then the pool's not going to be running really at all in that case. I think the best thing you can do is educate the customer that the pool has to run for a specific time for it to actually circulate the water correctly and to have, you know, a consistently good-looking pool with clarity, no algae, and the chemicals being dispersed correctly. So running two to three hours on a 15,000-gallon pool is not going to cut it. Running, you know, four hours on a 20, 25,000-gallon pool is not going to cut it. If your customer really wanted to save energy, it's best to sell them a variable speed pump. Initially, the cost is going to be much higher, but they're going to save a lot of electricity costs over that year or over the year. So they'll save about 80% of their electricity use. So if they're spending, if they break down their bill, it's hard to do because it's not itemized on their bill. But if they were to break down their bill, I would say the besides the air conditioner, which is number one, the pool pump is number two. And maybe they can break the bill down and say that their pool pump costs them $50 a month to run. If they save 80% of that, that's going to be about $40. So they're going to be spending $10 a month on their pool pump. They're going to save $40, which in one year is $480. So the pump will pay for itself in two or three years. And then from that point on, they're going to be saving that money. And that's if it's $50, probably more than that in a lot of cases. So the savings are significant if you sell them a variable speed pump. And running the pool at night is not going to save them anything in most areas. The only time that running the pool from like 10 10 p.m. till 5 in the morning or 6 in the morning is going to save you money is if your electric company bills you on a time of use versus a tiered system like we have here in California. You can actually request time of use with um, Southern California Edison. 
However, if you do use more power outside of those specific times that are designated for low usage, you're going to be billed a lot more. So it may not save you any money depending on if you can actually follow the guidelines at the time of use. So I've had people say, hey, can you run the pool pump or can I set the pool pump to run overnight because I really want to save on electricity and that's not going to really do anything for your savings. It's going to probably cut down, of course, on the usage. So if there's like, you know, in the summertime here, we have like rolling blackouts. It's kind of crazy to live in, you know, California. We pay all these taxes, pay all these fees. And yet during the summer, they, they turn the power off because there's not enough, there's not enough juice to supply everybody. Again, that's kind of weird. But besides that point, you know, you'll probably save, if you don't run your pump during the day, that's fine. You'll save some of the usage on the grid at those hours. And that might be helpful. But running at night is not going to save you any money whatsoever because you're building a tier system. It doesn't matter if you run it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 a.m. in the morning. It's still going to be the same usage once you reach a certain point. Unless, again, you're on a time-of-use type schedule with your electric company, then you may save some money running overnight. However, running it overnight is not optimal for the chemistry of the pool, for the circulation. You want to run the pool during the day when the sun's hitting it to get the optimal use out of the pool and you want to run it for a long period of time during the daylight hours. So running it at night defeats that purpose. And you don't know if there's a problem at night. If the pump were to lose prime, you know, at 2 in the morning, there's no way to know if it's lost prime because you're not there to see it. Or if there's something going on with the equipment. You can't really see it because it's running at nighttime. So I like running the pools during the day. I especially like running them before I get to the stop. So if I'm going to be at a customer's house at 9 in the morning, I want that pool to already be running at 8.30 in the morning so I can see if there's any kind of problems like a leak or something or if there's a problem with the equipment. I already have time to boot up and start up for me. I don't necessarily like games when I count with the pool off and then turning it on. I'd rather have it running when I get there. And that's easy to do if you have a pool route. You can set the timers on your route to be active when you're there. That way you can kind of see what's going on. So the danger of running it at night is you don't know if there's going to be a problem or a leak or something goes wrong. You can't see it because it's nighttime and you're not out there by your pool to observe the pump running. I remember I had this customer that had a variable speed pump and I would be constantly fighting him about the settings there and he would always turn off or lower down the run times on the different speeds and he would feel good about it because he's saving even more electricity. So I tried to explain to him that you know, running your pump at 1800 RPMs for 10 hours a day is like having just two, you know, 65 watt light bulbs on basically all day long that seemed like it was not good enough for him so he then he lowered instead of lowering the runtime then he lowered the speed down to like 1400 rpms which is doing really nothing to the water and so i had to educate him that look you know these runtimes are there specifically to make the pool look good the pool was like 24,000 gallons it wasn't a small pool and so it was back and forth fight i would get there it was an easy touch so i can actually see the programming from the outside and I could see that he kept on messing with it. I would get there and he would cut the runtime down sometimes. Or he would cut the RPMs down. He was pretty good at programming it. So I had to go there and redo it. And just keep emphasizing to him that, hey, your pool's getting algae. The pool looks cloudy. The pool's not running long enough. You have to let me set it correctly. So it got to a point where he just finally gave up. Because I would always be resetting it on him. And he finally realized that, you know, he is saving a lot of electricity. There's no need to, you know, save even more on top of that. I mean, if you're saving 80%, saving 85% is not going to move the needle. And there's not really much savings at a certain point. I mean, you're running it and you have two light bulbs on. 
If you're running it and you have one light bulb on, how much are you saving as far as energy use? So you got to educate the customers that there is a limit. There is a certain amount of time the pool needs to be running. And there's also a certain limit to how much money you can actually save. In that case, if they really wanted to save money, they can just turn everything off and maybe just fill in the pool, which actually costs a lot of money here in California. You have to get permits. You have to get someone specific to do it. And I think it runs like eight to 12000 to fill in a pool here, which is pretty crazy. So better just to get a variable speed pump and not necessarily run the pool at a less time or a shorter time, but at a lower RPM or speed. Kind of explain to the customer this way. You know, your single speed pump is like a car on the freeway going 70 miles an hour. It's also the car on the back roads going 70 miles an hour. In fact, it only has one speed, 70 miles an hour. That's not really efficient on the car as far as fuel economy. But if you let me install a variable speed pump or variable speed motor, it's like having a car on the freeway running at 70. And then when it's on the back roads, you have it down to 35. And then when you're like in the school zone, you have it down to 15. And that's how you save energy because you're not running that car at the full speed all the time. And you're not wasting all that energy. And that's kind of how you explain it. And also the pool doesn't need all that RPMs from the pump running to be effective. However, the runtime is not going to be shorter. In some cases, it may be even be longer. So you're going to have your pump running a lot longer than you're used to. So if you had your single speed running at one minute, eight hours a day, and then you get a variable speed pump, it may be running 14 hours a day, but you're only going to use about 20% of the energy that you normally would use every day. So that's kind of the thing they have to convince them that just because the pool is running all the time doesn't mean they're wasting energy. They're actually saving energy by running the pool longer. If it makes any sense to them, just keep explaining it to them that it gets to their head that the pool needs a certain runtime. Regardless if it's a single speed or rail speed pump, you have to run that pool a certain amount of time to get the water circulating in the pool, get everything through the filter, and make the pool safe to swim in. And here's something that happens a lot with the standalone variable speed pumps. A lot of them have a start-stop button or an on-off button, so to speak. And if you turn that button, if you hit that button and hit stop or off, what happens is the pump is going to actually stay off until you hit the start button again. They have that on there mainly because if there's a problem, there's got to be a way to turn off the pump. And if you're having a party, you don't want the pool running, there's got to be an easy way to turn the pump off. Or if you're going to empty the pump basket, there's got to be a way to turn the pump off where it's not going to turn back on. So you have that start-stop button. Now, there are a couple of controllers out there that are really hard to work with. One is the Jandy JEP-R, and that's the black controller with the yellow buttons on there. Figuring out how to turn the pump off on that one can be challenging. But just note, you have to have the two red lights on, on the star speed and on speed 2, and that'll turn the pump off. It's really confusing. And then you have the sun touch and I had a pool guy come out to me one time when I was at another account. He came running out in the streets like, hey, I'm trying to do this filter here. you have any idea how to turn the sun touch off, how to turn the pump off? And it is a little bit complicated. And there's actually a quick button or quick start guide online you can actually pull up from Pentair to figure out how to use your sun touch and turn it on and off. But for the standalone VS pumps, it's very easy. There's a start stop button on there. And if you do hit it and hit stop or if you do hit off, you want to make sure that you turn it back on by hitting that button again and then it'll go back into the program run speeds. I remember I had a member of my group call me and she was like, hey, you know, this pool is looking really bad and I can never figure out what's going on here. And I said, oh, what's it connected to? She goes, it's a standalone um, IntelliFlow pump, VS pump. And I asked her, have you ever been there before where the pump is actually off or stopped? And he goes, yeah, I've been here a couple times and I noticed that the pump has been stopped. And I said, well, what's probably happening is that 
during the week, the homeowner is using the pool. This was in the summertime. And they're hitting stop, but they're not hitting start again. And then maybe two or three days later, he remembers and he goes out there and hits start. Or he's going to go use his pool or spa and he's going to realize that the pool's not running, so he hits start. And so what's happening is that he's doing this a lot more often than you think. You're only discovering it once in a while. So I said, text the homeowner and find out if he's turning off the pump. And sure enough, that was what was happening. He would use the pool, turn off the pump, and not turn it back on. So she had to educate him that, hey, if you're going to use the pool and you're going to turn it off, make sure you hit that start button again or the start stop button again to start to start the timer and have the pump come back on again on the next schedule. Otherwise, it's going to be off all week. And he didn't know that was what the case was. He thought by hitting the start stop, it was just for that time. And he thought the pump would come on by itself. He had no clue that it was going to come back on. And I think that's one thing that the manuals are not too clear on, is that when you hit that start stop or on off button, that pump will remain off until you hit it again. And so you can leave it off for a month in some cases if you're not paying attention. You know, you wouldn't leave it off for a month, but I'm saying it would just go indefinitely in that case. So that's an important button to educate the customer on. If they do decide to touch that button, make sure they hit it again to activate everything. And it's a very common problem out there where the customer will turn the pump off for whatever reason. It's probably better when the pool's running when you're using it, the pool anyway, but they'll turn it off for whatever reason. Maybe it's too noisy because the pump is right by the pool. They don't want all that noise there, but they forget to turn it back on. And I think the pool service guys and gals are guilty of this sometimes. I've done this myself where I'll turn it off because I'm doing something and then I'll leave there without turning it back on. I've done this a couple times and I have left an automated system in service mode before too, which is another thing that you could do with those automated systems on accident. It was one of those oops things, but you can leave it off all week long if you're doing something with the pump, cleaning out the basket, and you forget to hit start again. That is a possibility. And for the homeowner, I think that happens a lot more than it doesn't happen where they'll hit that start stop button, but they'll forget to go back out there and restart it. I would just say avoid hitting that button entirely. Let you hit it when you're going to empty the pump basket. Just remember to turn it back on and have the customer, let the customer know that, hey, if you're going to use your pool, it's fine if the pool is running. It's not a big deal. If they say, well, it's too noisy. I don't really like the noise of it. Then you can figure out a way to put a low speed program during the peak of the usage time. So let's say they use their pool. Normally, most people are going to use their pool at 2 p.m. and later. So why don't you set the high-speed program to run from 9 a.m. till noon and then have the low speed going from 12 o'clock to 8 o'clock at night. And that way, if they're going to use their pool, it's not a big deal. It's not noisy back there. It's running at 1,800 RPMs or 2,000 RPMs. It's pretty quiet. You're not going to be bothered by it. And you won't have that problem of them hitting the on-off button. Figure out a way to solve that problem so that you don't get to the stop one week and the pool's been off all week because someone turned off the pump with the on-off button and didn't turn it back on. I've had several accounts where they would use the pool in the summertime, turn it off, and it would be a week before it went back on. And those are rough situations when the pool's been off all week long, basically, because the customer was using their pool and didn't turn the, the pump back on. And I think everything here boils down to educating your customer. Number one, the pool needs to run a certain amount of time. So stop moving the on-off trippers on the intermatic timer. Number two, your variable speed pump is going to run a lot longer than your standard single speed pump. So you're going to hear it running more than you heard your other pump running. It's normal. You're saving 80% of your electricity by running it. So don't worry about the longer runtime. It's not a big deal. And third, if you have a standalone VS pump, 
if you're going to hit the on off button or start stop button, you want to make sure you hit it again so that the pool will go back into the timer mode and run on the scheduled program times during the week. It's all about educating the customer and just explaining these things in a little bit of detail to them so that they're educated and know that yes, the pool needs to be running. And yes, it's going to cost you money and electricity. That's just the nature of having a pool. It's going to cost you money no matter what you do. Unless, again, you fill it in, but that's going to cost you money too. And if you're looking for the other part that I recorded here, you just go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on that podcast icon. You'll see the common pool homeowner mistake podcast I recorded previously to this one. And, of course, I have over 800 podcasts you can listen to at your leisure. If you want to enhance your business, you can go to my website also and click on that coaching banner or the coaching icon, or you can go to poolguidecoaching.com to learn more about my coaching program. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.